Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. I'm James, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Luke, how are you going today? I'm going really well today. Looking forward to this study. It's been a busy week, so it's good to get back into the studio with you guys to do another Bible study. That's awesome, bro. It's been it's been a week. It has since, been a week since the last episode, and yep. it's been a good week. It has been. And this week we're hitting a pretty big topic, aren't we, James? Mm. Our topic today is death and what the Bible says about death. Mm. Now this is a this is a pretty heavy hitting subject, and and it's one you've got to. I think we should probably tread lightly on today, and yep. and we should be very careful. But there's we want to we really want to bring out in these Bible studies the truth about what the Bible says about certain things, and one of those yep. topics, unfortunately, is death. Yep, and you know is. people deal with it, and and hopefully through this study today, people can have peace in their hearts, actually through knowing the truth about what the Bible says about death. And it's true, there's lots of different ideas about what happens when you die, what happens after you die, and we're just here to not say we're right and you're wrong, we're here to just say what the Bible says about it. Mm. And, you know, and these studies are about what Desmond Doss believed, right? And Desmond Doss saw a lot of death. Mm. He went to war, he helped people, he did save people, but he was also around people that had died, and people that were losing their mates. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone that's come back from, from either World War One, World War II, uh, any know, war, the, the really. Vietnam War, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Korean War, all these things. I don't think anyone's come back without, you know, any sort of PTSD from, mm. from the death and the, there's bombs going off. It's, it's a really horrific place. It is. It's like, you know, we watch all these war movies mm. and, we think, oh, yeah, they're really gruesome. Mm. But I reckon they're nothing compared to what it's really like. Yeah. yeah. And in the studio today to go through this study with us, we have Zed and Ethan. How are you, boys? We are so good. How are you, Luke? I am going good. Why are you so good, Zed? Well, this weekend, Ethan was at my place and we had lots of fun. Um, we were motorbike riding and lots of other things. Lots of other things. Ethan, what were the lots of other things? Oh, climbing around, jumping on stuff, um, annoying his sister and his mother, you know, the usual. Oh, the usual boy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anything outside or just inside? Motorbikes are outside. Motorbikes are outside? You're on the motorbikes again? Yep. Now, Zed, you haven't hit any more cows, have you? No, I have not. That's good. A good thing, yes. He has been showing off, though. He, he has, has been, been showing, showing off? off. Yeah. What, what's he been doing to show off? Uh, skids, uh, wheelies, uh, jumping over his fence, I mean. Jumping yeah. over your fence? Mm, yeah, I made, yeah. A, I made a new jump where I put lots of dirt next to the fence so I can jump over the fence without opening the gate. Nice. It's not It's not a, uh, whatever those fences are called with all the spikes on them. One yeah, of those. A barbed wire like, fence. fence. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> that doesn't sound like it's going to end well, but uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad you guys have been having a good, you had a good weekend and everything. Yep. Um, one of the other things we've been talking to the guests that have been on our show, asking them what their favorite Bible character is. So, Ethan, who is your favorite Bible character? For me, my favorite Bible character is Samson. Like, even though he was just a man, he had the divine strength of God to do God's, God's will. Yep. Nice. I like Samson too. It's really cool. How about you, Zed? I really like Daniel because of his character and who he was and all the stories about him and the prophecies that God gave Daniel 
and all the ones that are still coming true. Yeah, they are. And God gave Daniel a lot of um, prophecies and a lot of them have come true and some of them are yet to come true. Mm. And our next series that we're going to do after our Faith of Dos series is going to be on some of those prophecies that Daniel um, was given. Yeah, that's going to be a really awesome time. So stick around for that. Yeah, definitely. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text DOS study one word, no spaces, to 04888808831, and we'll send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text DOS study. that's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y. Text that to 04888808831. Today, we are on study guide number 10, titled Death. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around and get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Laura's story with blessings. We pray for blessings. We pray for peace. Comfort for family. Protection while we sleep. We pray for healing, for prosperity. We pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering. And all the while, you hear each spoken need. Yet love is way too much to give us lesser things Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops What if your healing comes through tears What if a thousand sleepless nights Or what it takes to know you're near What if trials of this life Are your mercies in We pray for wisdom, your voice to hear, and we cry in anger when we cannot feel you near. We doubt your your love as if every promise from your word is not enough and all the while you hear each desperate plea and long that we'd have faith to believe cause what if your blessings come
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today, we're going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. Now, these study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. Now, what was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you're just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can. you just got to go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers, or go to the App Store on your phone and download the Faith FM app. We're about to start our study today, so if you'd like to follow along with us, then text DOS study. That's one word, no spaces, to 04888 and download study number 10, death. Okay, so before we start this study, let's just have a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, as we open this study guide and open your word, I pray that you pour out your spirit upon us, Lord, and that you help us to know and understand the words that you are speaking to us. You know, the Holy Spirit inspired the words of the Bible, Lord. We ask that that same Holy Spirit helps us to understand what is written here. Lord, as we tackle this topic of death, I just pray that you lead and guide each and every one of us. Lord, speak through us so that your message will be revealed. Amen. During World War II, more than 60 million people were killed. Death and destruction became so common that hardly a family was unaffected by loss. Desmond Doss, like so many brave men and women, was willing to lay down his life for God and country. In situations like this, the question of what happens to us when we die becomes urgently important. The Bible has much to say on this topic, and it not only provides us with hope for the future, but gives great insight into how we should live in the present. You know, I have visited people in hospital, aged care facilities and other places and talked with people who are just so afraid of death. And I have talked with people that are not afraid of death. And the difference was truly understanding what death is and what happens to us when we die. Doss was not afraid of death because he knew what the Bible says about it. And this is another Bible teaching that helps Doss be the man that he was. There's a crazy amount of things that are going on during a war. Mm. And I think the troubles that go on during wartime would rack anyone's mind. And I really, really believe that Doss's faith and his knowledge of death helped him to give that give him that peace of mind for when he was when he was surrounded by death all the time, constantly. Like the we don't think about this, but the battlefield would have been covered with dead bodies. Yep, for sure. You know, you w- you're surrounded by death all the time. There's bullets flying through the air. There's grenades. There's bombs going off. All these things. And I think when he was surrounded by death, that knowledge of death and his faith really would have helped him through that. Yeah, and would have been that to help others as well. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Doss trusted in Jesus so much that he put his life into his hands and trusted that God would help him through. Doss was like a medical person in the war, so his job was really to help the sick or wounded in the battlefield, which was extremely dangerous, and he could easily get killed, especially because 
And he didn't even have a gun with him for protection, so he was literally helping people while bullets were flying over his head. That's a good point you make there, Zed. Those bullets that were flying around his head, they missed him, but they did hit those around him, and he helped them. Even though he saved a lot of men, a lot he couldn't save, and they unfortunately died. This leads into our first question. When talking to his disciples about his friend Lazarus who had died, how did Jesus describe his death? John 11, 11 to 14 tells us, He went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then, when he, so then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. The term cemetery comes from the ancient Greek word koimeterion, meaning sleeping place. This word was first used to refer to burial grounds used by the early Christians, reflecting their belief in the state of the dead. More than 50 times the Bible refers to death as sleep. I think the way Jesus described death, he made it seem like a peaceful and natural thing, that's something we shouldn't be afraid of. Yeah, Jesus said Lazarus was sleeping, which is a much nicer way than straight up saying he died, I think. Yeah. So I think that meant he had a lot of respect for Lazarus and cared about him, and only Jesus knew that he would raise him again soon later. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, this reminds me of another story in Luke chapter 8. You know, there's a man named Jairus, and he is the leader of the synagogue. He went to Jesus because his daughter was sick. But before he could get to Jesus, someone from his house came to him. And in Luke 8.49, the man says, Your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Then Jesus says, Don't be afraid. Just believe that she will be healed. Then in verse 52, Jesus says, She is not dead, but asleep. If Jesus describes death as asleep, then, you know, I think we should believe what Jesus says. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, yes. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Sounds better than just saying, oh, he's dead. Yeah, and it's giving us that idea of what it actually is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's plenty of other stories that are in the mm. Bible that Jesus is saying, hey, death is just like a sleep. You know, and I've used the analogy of when I've had a really good night's sleep and I've told people, you know, I was like dead to the world. So we kind of use the same um, idea. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. And look, going off that idea, like when most people want answers from the Bible, I think we can't go any better than Jesus' exact words. Mm, He's very clear on a lot of things. Uh, He teaches the truth about heaps of the misconceptions that they had back in the day. Mm. And I think when you read the New Testament, when you read the Gospels, you see that a lot of the rabbis, a lot of the teachings that the people understood were actually not really super biblical and we can assume that, you know, the rabbis had their own ideas mixed with these things. When Jesus teaches about death, he just says it's it's like a sleep, mm, you know? Yeah. If mm. Jesus wanted to bring these people peace, wouldn't he say they're in a better place? They're, you know, they're really enjoying their time in heaven. There's no more sin. They're really, yep. really... Su- I don't think so. Yeah, he's pretty plain here, isn't it? He, Sometimes there's other things you wish that Jesus would just be that plain. Yeah. yeah, and he is so plain here that death is just asleep. It's asleep, and we're gonna we're gonna as we continue to go through the study, we're gonna look at more and more about that. Question two says, speaking to Martha at the graveside of Lazarus, who did Jesus say he was, and what would happen to those who believe in him? Now, in John eleven verses twenty one to twenty five, it says this: Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, 
I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. At the graveside of Lazarus, Jesus wept out of love and empathy for Mary and the other mourners. We find that in verses 33 to 36. Lazarus was dead for four days, but this raises questions. Where was he during this time and what was his experience of death? Okay, I want to bring up a few points. Uh, it says, where was he during this time? Lazarus, as we talked about in the first question, Lazarus was dead. He was asleep, right? And how terrible would it have been to be up in heaven? You know, Paul says when he went up into the third heaven, he's talking about heaven. How terrible would it be to be there for four days and then be ripped back to earth, dude? Yeah, it would be. That'd suck, right? It just doesn't make sense. So Jesus obviously saying death is asleep. Lazarus was clearly dead. And, you know, he says here, he says, I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. That can be a bit confusing for some people, and the Bible it actually talks about two separate deaths. Now, I believe Jesus is talking about the first death here. He's saying even though he dies the first death, he's still going to live because the second death is that separation from God. Second death is that end times death. Now, eternal death. Yeah, eternal death. There's so many Christians that have believed in Christ and they've died. Like, just look back on history. Are there any Christians that are like a thousand, you know, 1800, 2000 years old? That'd be no. crazy. No. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? It would be. Jesus is talking about the second death and is saying, He who believes in me, though he may die the first death, he's going to live eternally with me. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, it's such a beautiful promise here that we get with Jesus being the resurrection and the life. The Bible is silent on where Jesus was. He stayed two extra days to wherever he was, and then when he got to Lazarus, then he would have been dead for four days. So he could have been up at Galilee, he could have been anywhere, we're not really sure. All we know is that he stayed away. But it was this miracle of raising Lazarus which confirms this statement. In John eleven thirty nine, Jesus asked them to take away the stone. Martha says no because of the odour. If there is odour, there is decay, right? So because Jesus waited, there is now no doubt in anybody's mind that Lazarus was dead. You know, people doubted Jairus' daughter being actually dead because Jesus raised her just after she had died. But Lazarus had been dead for four days. There was no doubt that he was dead. Even his sisters didn't believe that he could do it. But he did, and he called out to Lazarus, and he came forth from the tomb. This is showing us one day when Jesus comes back, he is going to call the names of those loved ones that we have lost, and they are going to wake up. Yeah, you're right. Jesus made it very clear in that, in that verse that he is the resurrection and the life. Even though there are other people in the Bible who did raise people alive, they couldn't have done it with their own power. They all did it through Jesus Christ. Yeah, and just like Ethan said, Jesus said that he's the resurrection and the life, and those who believe in him will live even if they die. He's saying that if we die, we if we have a strong faith and connection with Jesus, we'll be able to live with him forever in his kingdom. And, and question three says, to understand what death is, we need to go back to the beginning and see how God made humans in the first place. What two elements were used by God to make the first man into a living being? Genesis 2.7 says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. God formed body out of the earth, then breathed into it, 
The combination of the breath of life and the body made Adam a living being. The expression living being is from the Hebrew word nefesh, and in earlier Bible versions was translated to living soul. It means literally living creature. God used dust from the earth and the breath of life to make the first human, Adam. And I think it's interesting how God used one of Adam's ribs and then turned that into his wife, Eve. Like, why did he not just sculpt her from dust like he did Adam? Yeah, that's good thought, Zed. I think it's interesting, like, there was two things man was made with. The dust of the ground and the breath of life from God. And nowhere was something there before the two combined. You know, the two combined into a living soul. The two made the living being. The body of man plus the breath of life in him. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And you know what? Death is just the opposite of that. Mm. Right? So when we die, the breath goes back to God and then the body goes back to dust. You know, it reminds me of this story I heard about a wooden box. Right? When you make a box, you have timber and you have nails. But before you start, that's all you have. Then when you nail it together, you have a box. Mm. But then when you take those nails out, you no longer have a box but you still have the nails and the timber. Yeah. So it's the same thing with us. Our bodies are made of dust, and what makes us breathe is the breath of life. And death is just the opposite of creation. I love how specific it is that it was God's breath. Like Unlike the animals and the birds and everything else, God spoke them into existence, and they just came to be. Unlike us, he breathed into our nostrils with his mm. breath of life. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can. Just text DOS study, that's one word, no spaces, to 04888 and we will send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text DOS study, that's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y, to 04888 Today, we're on study guide number 10, and that's titled Death. Also, we've got an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Randy Travis with Through the Fire on Faith FM. So many times I've questioned certain circumstances or things I could not understand. Many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision and my frustration gets so out. Then I am reminded I've never been forsaken I've never had to stand the test alone As I look at all the victories The Spirit rises up in me It's through the fire my weakness is made strong He never promised that the cross would not get heavy Or the hill would not be hard to climb He never offered victory without fighting But he said help would always come in time Just remember when you're standing In the valley of decision and the adversary says give in Just hold on Our Lord will show up And He will take you through the fire again 
telling myself that I would surely perish If I trust the hand of God, He'll shield the flames again He never promised that the cross would not get heavy And the hill would not be hard to He said help would always come, always come in, time. in time Just remember when you're standing In the valley of decision And the adversary says give Just hold on Our Lord will show up And He will take you through the fire again Just hold on Our Lord will show up And He will take you through the fire again Welcome back to Table Land Explorers. Today we're going to the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table and Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number 10 and at question number 4. Alright, question 4. What did God say would happen to Adam and Eve if they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Genesis 2, 15 and 17 says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. I love how God is just specific. He's just straight to the point. Don't don't eat from this tree. Mm. You'll die. It's, it's pretty like just straightforward, isn't straightforward, it? Straightforward. No parables. Just yeah. nothing. We look at the world today, and and there's death everywhere, right? Mm. Death's a real thing. And I, God wasn't threatening them, as no. as I've mentioned many times before in our studies. God's just showing them the consequences of their actions. Yeah, if you mm. do this, this is what's going mm. to happen. Mm. You know, this verse is. It shows us a few things, right? God has created them, and what has he done? He's put them in charge of looking after the garden. Yeah. Right? So he's given them dominion to look after and said, hey, you're responsible yeah. for this now. Mm-hmm. And then he says, but if you eat of this one tree, mm-hmm. then you're going to die. Now, that one tree was their way out. Mm-hmm. God doesn't force himself on us, right? So he is saying, if you don't love me, if you don't want to love me, there's your way out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God's words are sure. And he says that if you do eat, if you do separate from me, then you will die. Yeah, Yeah, but then Adam never had anything to do with death. So he was probably a bit confused about what it was. And so was Eve. And God said that they would surely die if they ate from the tree. So, yeah, they were probably a bit confused about what it actually was at that point. And following on from what God says, question five says, what did the serpent devil say would happen? Genesis 3, 4, and 5. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For the 
For God knows when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. And many people unfortunately think that we live forever and that we really don't die. It's the devil's deception that people don't actually die, but unfortunately they do. The fact that the devil like had the audacity just to lie to their faces mm. and go against what God had said, that you won't die if you eat of this fruit. It's just... Yep. He's calling God a liar, isn't he? Yeah. You know, because these last couple of verses that we've read, you know, we've seen that God said you will die, and the devil has said, no, you will not die. There are so many people in the world today that believe what the devil said without even knowing it. The devil here is trying to get Eve to doubt God. And you know what? That is the same tactic that the devil is using on us today. He is trying to make us doubt God in what he said about death. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. We've got this rise of spiritualism at the moment. Mm. People think there's, you know, eternal heaven or eternal hell. You know, all these are part of the devil's lies that we don't actually really die. Mm. In some capacity, we, we live on forever. I just wanted to pick up something I actually went through on my phone as you guys were talking, as we were discussing. I looked at the Greek word for what the devil is saying to them. He says, you know, you'll be like God when you eat of the fruit. Mm. The word there is Elohim, you know, and the Adam and Eve, they were already made in the image of God, you know, so the devil's trying to get them to have something that they already are, and in fact, it causes them death and ruin. And it was like he was saying, hey, to be like God, you have to disobey God. Mm. And how many times have we heard that in in Christian life today? Hey, you don't need to obey God's law. You don't need to listen to that to be like Jesus. It's really hypocritical Mm. if you think about it. It is. It was That lie came back from... The devil, yep. right back at the beginning. Mm. And we see that the biggest lies around today are in death and spirituality and yep. all these things. I want to move on to question six. And question six says, what did God say to Adam and Eve about what would happen to their bodies at death? Now, if we look at Genesis 3 verse 19, God says, by the sweat of your brow, you, brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. God says, you're not going to live in forever in heaven. You're not going to have this rosy thing. Your life's not going to end. Unfortunately, like, you know, I, I really want to tread lightly here. If, if people mm-hmm. are listening and they've lost a loved one, I really feel for you. But unfortunately, there's this big deception that, you know, oh, our loved ones are in heaven. And, and you know, if your loved ones were in heaven and they saw the pain that we go through, it would it really be heaven, you know? Mm, probably not. God, God doesn't say you're going to live forever in heaven and he doesn't say you're going to be eternally tormented in hell. So there's peace as well for that. You know, if, we, if we've got loved ones that have maybe we know have not led a great life, there's peace that we don't have the fear that they're going to be tortured forever in hell. Mm. You know, God says, for dust you were, that you came from dust and to dust you're going to return. Do you remember anything before you were born, Luke? No. Me neither. And I'm pretty sure death's going to be the exact same thing. Yeah, and I love how specific God was. He just said, your body will return straight to dust. I'm not sure if my hearing's wrong, but I'm pretty sure God didn't say we'd go to heaven or hell straight up. That reminds me of Job 14, 10 to 12. But a man dies and is laid low. He breathes his last and is no more. As water of a lake dries up or a riverbed becomes parched and dry, so he lies down and does not rise up. Till the heavens are no more, people will not awake or be roused from their sleep. Yeah, and... um. I think it's interesting because um, even though we weren't sculptured or made like Adam, we still follow the same pattern of death. We do, and the Bible is very clear here. 
you know, this text says that we go back to the ground. Dust we are, dust we will return. Mm. And it reminds me of the story back at the beginning where we see Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. If Lazarus had went to heaven after he died, right, that means he would have been in heaven for four days before Jesus brought him back to earth. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had died and I'd gone to heaven, I don't know if I'd actually want to come back to this earth. But understanding this verse, we know that we don't actually go to heaven when we die. We have an awesome free offer for you today. So save this number on your phone, 04888-80831. That is 04888-80831. And wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Table and Explorers on Faith FM. Here is JJ Heller with your hands. I have unanswered prayers. I have trouble I wish wasn't there. And I have asked a thousand ways that you would take my pain away. You would take my pain away. I am trying to understand How to walk this weary land Make straight the paths that crooked lie Oh Lord, before these feet of mine Oh Lord, before these feet of mine When my world is shaking When my heart is breaking, I never leave your hands. When you walked upon the earth, you healed the broken, lost, and hurt. I know you hate to see me cry. One day you will set all things right Yeah, one day you will set all things right When my world is shaking Heaven stands When my heart is breaking I never
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to the App Store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We're at question seven. Okay, so question number seven says, What happens to the breath of life or the spirit at death? Ecclesiastes 12.7 And the dust returns to the ground it came from, and the spirit or the breath returns to God who gave it. This spark of life in the Bible is called the spirit or the breath of life. The Hebrew word is ruach, and the Greek word is pneuma. These terms are used interchangeably and indicate only the element of life, not consciousness or intelligence. Death is the reversal of what took place at creation. The body returns back into dust and the breath or spirit returns to God who originally breathed life into Adam. You know, this brings us back to that box analogy. You know, we put the box together with the timber and nails and then we pull it apart. The same thing is happening here. Ecclesiastes 9.5 says, For the living know they will die, but the dead know nothing. The Bible is clear that when we die, we know nothing and we go back to dust. Mm, Absolutely. The breath of life goes back to God and the body returns to the dust. There's no transformation or teleportation that takes place. The spirit just returns to God. From God, the breath came. To God, it returns. From earth, the dust came. And to the earth, it returns. Unfortunately, if it was true that people were rejoicing in heaven, then the Bible would actually say so. Um, but the one time it does talk about praise in heaven and, and death is in Psalm 115, verse 17. It says, The dead do not praise the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. So, you know, if there's people in heaven, the Bible would say there's praise, but it says the dead don't praise the Lord. Yeah, and it relates back to the topic of question seven. What happens to the breath of life or the spirit at death? And it returns back to God like the dust returns back to the ground. Death is just undoing or the opposite way of the way God made us. I love the way the your analogy, Luke, how of a box. Now, speaking of boxes, it's kind of like a file keeper. After, you're done, after you've done your job on earth as an agent of God, it your breath returns to God. Mm. So as a file keeper, you give your papers back in then it returns to him, just like the dust returns, just like your body returns to dust after you die. But you know, what does the Bible say about trying to contact the dead or other occult practices? If you read Deuteronomy 18, 9-12, it'll tell us that we need to stay away from contacting the dead. And you'll notice that if you downloaded our study guide, contacting the dead is actually highlighted and is underlined. If you click on that, then that'll take you to a place where you can download a book that'll give you more information on what the Bible says about contacting the dead. Jesus holds the keys to life. At his death and subsequent resurrection, something very significant was achieved. Question 8. What did Jesus accomplish by his death? Hebrews 2.14-15 says, Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that By his death there might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who who all their lives were held in slavery by fear of death. Jesus conquered death. 
But the news gets even better for us. Jesus is willing to share the gift of life with us. Jesus saved humanity by dying for our sins. Even though he died for us, we still need to repent to God for our sins, to be forgiven, and to be able to live forever in the kingdom of heaven. Mm, It's pretty interesting. Jesus, like through defeating death, has actually given us an assurance that we should not fear death. So no matter what we go through, no matter what we suffer, we don't Mm. have to worry about death. Jesus removed the fear of death because everyone who believes in him will not die eternally. Yeah, you're so right, James. The death here that Jesus conquered is not the death we face now, the death that is asleep. This is the second death that is talked about here. It's eternal death. There is no waking up from this one. This is the death Jesus conquered. Jesus died the second death, so you and I don't have to. He says we don't have to fear death because he has conquered it. Since only as a human you can die... I love how Jesus became a human and died so then he could break Satan's power and free us from being slaves to the fear of dying. Question 9 says, When do those who have accepted Jesus' gift of eternal life receive immortality? 1 Corinthians 15, 51-54 tells us, For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must close itself with the imperishable and the mortal with the immortality. These verses make it clear that we humans here and now, do not have immortal souls. Eternity is only a gift that God can give. We can receive that gift when Jesus returned. When the trumpets sound and those who have died are raised to life and join the living in the air to meet our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and when Jesus comes to earth the second time and raises all his believers and followers, we will take on new flesh of immortality. You know, that's right, because some of us, especially boys, men, we think we're bulletproof, right? And that nothing can hurt us. What do you mean? But we're not immortal, right? Mm. We can get hurt and then we can die. And it, Jesus tells us, he gives us this promise that one day we will be immortal and that we will not be able to die. But that's not yet, right? So we, we can still die now. It's not until when Jesus comes that we become immortal. Mm. Yeah, exactly, Luke. You know, as much as I want to be immortal, as much as I want to think I'm bulletproof, um, nah, I've hurt myself plenty <laughs> yeah, of times singing those things, yeah. especially my, my brothers too. Um, you know, it says when the trumpet sounds, those who believe in Jesus Christ will receive immortality, mm. but only when he returns. And, you know, it reminds me of Romans 2 verse 7. It says, to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. I want to ask the question, why would they seek for something they already have? Mm. You know, they seek for immortality because they do not have it. You know? That's it. We're moving on to question 10, and, and I, wanted to, I wanted to use this verse for question 9, but now I get to use this verse for question 10. So it says, Christians still cry for the loss of a loved one at funerals, but their grieving is tempered by the truth that their loved one is resting peacefully and if they died in Jesus, they will see that person again. Now, in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55 to 57, it says, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it says see, here, it says, See also 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13 to 18. This is what I want to use for the last verse, because mm. when is that trumpet? When 
when are we going to receive oh, immortality? Tell us, James. I hope so. It says, and he leads up with this, and so, you know, it's the two-in-one, but it says, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet call of God. That's the trumpet. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. At the last trumpet, that's when we're going to receive immortality. It says, mm. when Jesus Christ comes back, when he descends from heaven with a shout, with a, with a trumpet call, with the cry of an archangel, he says, then the dead in Christ will rise first. They will rise from the grave. It's not now. It's not, you know, any time before Jesus Christ comes back to this earth. And what a day that's going to be. I love that line. The dead in Christ will rise first. Mm. And mm. we know plenty of people that have, have gone to sleep in Jesus and we're waiting for that day. And, you know, understanding what the Bible says about death and these verses to comfort us doesn't take away the pain because the pain of losing someone is still there. Mm. But it's giving us that promise that, hey, one day, you know, we will meet Jesus in the air and we're all going to be there together. We're not going to be there at any other time. You know, it reminds me of a story when I was seven years old, uh, my brother died. He uh, got washed off a rock. And it took three days to find him. But after that, that first night that he went missing, we were in a fish and chip shop and the search was on the news. And me being seven just looked up at the TV and went, hey, that's my brother they're looking for. And I was in a crowded fish and chip shop. And this little old lady knelt down beside me and tried to tell me that, oh, it's okay, your brother's in heaven now, he's going to be looking out for you. And I just looked at her and went, no, he's not. And she said, I just told her what the Bible has said, what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. And my nana was telling me this story, and I was like, well, was I right? Like I just gave this lady a spill on what the state of the dead was. And she said, yeah, you were like spot on. I said, Nan, at seven years old, how did I know? what the state of the dead was. How did I know that my brother was just going to be sleeping in the grave that then one day when Jesus calls his name, he is going to wake up? And it's this truth of the Bible. Mm. You know, it's simple as a child can understand. And I think that's the simple beauty of the Bible. Yeah. That mm. preached right, taught right, even a small child can understand the truths of the Bible. And it, and it gave you that peace, right? Mm, it did. And I've personally experienced this in my life as well. Like a lot of people in my family have died before and it's definitely dramatically changed me and my whole family. And we know that someday soon we'll get to see them again. Just holding on to that hope and faith is really encouraging. Since death is a consequence of sin, one day death will be swallowed up in the victory of Jesus. We have an awesome free offer for you today coming up after the break. So save this number in your phone, 04888-80831. That's 04888-80831. And wait for the code word that's coming up after the break. You're listening to Hope of the Broken World by Seller on Faith FM. In the beginning, into the darkness, the Spirit's moving. Upon the waters, you spoke the words. 
Let there be light Out of the chaos Came the promise The universe rose And applauded When you commanded The newborn sun to rise You are the day spring You are the morning star Creation splendor speaks of who you are You are salvation You are the joy of the earth Restoration comes Hope of the broken world Into my weakness into my darkness, your spirit's moving upon my heart, and you speak the words. Let there be light. Into my chaos comes your promise. The new is rising, the old is passed on. You are reviving and making all things right. You are the day spring. You are the morning star Creation splendor speaks of who you are You are salvation You are the joy of the earth Restoration comes Hope of the broken world Arise, shine Glory of the Lord is risen. Arise, shine. Glory of the Lord is risen. Arise, shine. The glory of the Lord is risen. Arise, shine. The glory of the Lord is risen. You are the you are the morning star Creation splendor speaks of who you are You are salvation You are the joy of the earth Restoration comes Hope of the broken world Restoration comes Hope of the broken world Into my weakness Into my darkness Your spirit's moving Upon my heart And you speak the words Let there be light Welcome back to Table and Explorers. Today we're going through the Faith of Dos Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table and Explorers or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. Death is a curse that triggers fear in most people. 
Yet a proper biblical understanding of death paints a beautiful and empowering picture that enables people to live boldly in the present with a hope that Jesus has conquered even the grave. I don't know about you guys, but if we believe in Christ, we no longer have to fear death. We no longer have to live with this fear and we can have peace. This can enable us to be more loving, to spend more time caring about others rather than worrying about what goes on in our lives, about worrying our jobs, all these things. We can have Mm. more loving relationships in our lives. Yeah, and I just can't believe how amazing it is that God cares about us so much that he died for us just so we can be saved and return back to the perfect human beings we were always supposed to be. Mm. I think knowing what I know and um, reading the Bible, it brings us peace of mind, especially for all the loved ones that I might have lost over the years. So I think it's a real good thing. Yeah, and for me, you know, understanding what the Bible says about death takes away the fear of death. Mm. And to know that one day death and sin will be gone because our God has conquered the grave and lives forever. Well, that brings us to our response time of the program. You know, when we do a Bible study, we always want to make a decision on what we have learnt. And if you have downloaded our study guide, then you'll notice that the words there say, click here to send us your response. We would love for you to send us your response. We've been getting some really good responses in and we've been responding back to them. So keep sending them in. We'd love to hear your responses. But we're going to go through our responses here in the studio. Now, our first response question is, I am thankful that Jesus has defeated death. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, definitely, 100% means we'll never get to see hurt or pain and we'll just be able to live forever with Him. Mm. It gives us that promise that, that we don't have to fear death now that Jesus has defeated it. It gives yeah. us something to look forward to for when He comes back. It does, and it just shows us how good our God is, right? Mm. Our, our response question too is, I'm looking forward to Jesus' return and the resurrection of those who sleep in Him. Amen. Oh, Amen. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> That's what you're I'm saying, looking man. forward to like I mean, look at the world right now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about you guys. I, I'm I'm exhausted at times mm. and, and I just I just want to go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Mm. And you know, it's interesting that that day is gonna be absolutely amazing and I'm so looking forward to seeing my brother again and all my other friends and family that I have lost over the years. Mm. Yeah. Question three. I would like to learn more about what the Bible says about death and eternity. What do you guys think? You want to keep learning more? Yes. 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 Yeah, it's like, like that's all we're doing here. We're getting together and we're learning about what the Bible says about death. And there's a lot more to know. Did you know you can go to the podcast section of the Faith FM website or the app and look for a series called Is Death the End? Or you can go to theend.digital. Find the website, YouTube, or Facebook to watch this amazing series on death. You know, our next response question says, I would like to know more about Jesus who promises eternal life. Mm, I think by beholding we become changed. Oh, no, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, well, I think that's even in the Bible, you know. And Mm. I, I just want to know more about Jesus because I want to become closer to him and, you know, there's, there's things that we do when we don't really know Jesus. You know, the further we are from Jesus, you know, the more we think we've got it figured out. But the closer we come to Jesus, the more we realize we don't. Mm. And then we say to him, we say, like, help help me to figure this out. And, yeah, I just want to know more about Jesus all the yeah. time. Yeah, I'd love to learn more about Jesus because, you know, he's the one that we're going to be with forever in heaven. He's the one that saves us. 
Oh, I'd absolutely love to know more about him because the more we know about him, the more we become like him. This is true. I love all your answers and I'm the same. I would love to know more and we're never going to know everything, right? We're always going to be learning. Yeah. And that's why we do these studies, so we can keep learning. But if you're listening and you would like to know more, you can click in the link that's in the PDF that you downloaded. The word here is underlined. Click on that. Or you can email us at tableandexplorers at gmail.com and we would love to get in contact with you. If you are in our area, we will come and study with you. If you are not in our area, then we will find someone in your area that will be able to come and study with you. If you want to know more about Jesus and his promises, please contact us. Okay, well that brings us to the end of our study. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed studying the Word of God with you guys. Um, so let's finish with a word of prayer. Hey? Yep. Dear Jesus, thank you that we were able to come together and to study your Word and to study your word about what it says about death. And Lord, I just pray that you pour out a blessing on us here and those that are listening, that we have a deeper understanding of what your Bible says about this topic. We want to thank you that you give us these truths to help us live our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Are you ready? Because it is time to give you the code for today's free offer. Now, this week we're giving away a book, and the book's name is The Story of Desmond Doss. Now, it's a small book, and it focuses on what challenges Doss faced in staying true to what he believed and what it was like for Doss the first time in battle. Now, this book also shows his heroic mission to save as many people as possible as he could on Hacksaw Ridge. Now, if you would like this book on the story of Desmond Doss, then text the code word, that is hashtag TE11, hashtag TE for Tableland Explorers, and 11 to 0488 to receive this free book on the story of Desmond Doss. Our next study is called The Second Coming and the End of the World. Have you ever thought that there was more to life than eat, sleep, work or school and then repeat? Well, the good news is that there is. Doss knew that there was more to life and he lived in the promise that a day was coming where there would be no more crying, death and pain. And Doss saw a lot of crying, death and pain when he was at war. So where did this promise come from? That one day there would be no more crying, death and pain. Join us next week as we discover what Doss knew about this day and how it can help you and me. Thanks for tuning in today to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about on the show today, we really want to encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity, and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalm 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless, and we'll catch you next time.